0: Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Happy Fourth of July from us. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Dennis Landing.
1: Whoa. That would be a little weird. That's a little, that's just a bit much. I don't know if you can fit in a, a brew in that name. Like it's, it just doesn't really fit.
0: I mean, Brunus Landing, I don't know. Or Dennis Brewing.
1: I gotta be honest with you. I've never heard of Dennis Landing.
0: I never had either until I, I just decided to go with Bolivar County today. And I probably popped up. It is. It is literally on the Mississippi River.
1: It is on the Mississippi River. Like it's almost in the Mississippi River. Looking at this map, I'm looking at the map, and the, the name is in the river. Like it's right yeah. on the edge. Yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. <clears throat>
0: it's 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 in, it, like the name is on the part of the river where the imaginary border in the river between Mississippi and Arkansas is.
1: <clears throat> so is this just like is this at an actual? I, mean, I, I assume. It's, like is, I it, mean, is this is there a community? And so there's there's people here. I, I mean,
0: I have to assume.
1: I just, like, looking at this, I'm thinking Dennis Landing is just, like, this place that, that was, like, you know, part of the Civil War, and they, like, had a camp there or something.
0: trying to see if there's, like, a... It's a hamlet. So, it's a hamlet. It's how it's described. So, I don't know.
1: Gun- Gunnison is actually the, the area areas Gunnison, which we've, we've talked about Gunnison before in here. Yeah. So it's the uh, Gunnison is the town. Dennis Landing is the. I mean, just the hamlet,
0: just in some trees here, man. I don't know. I don't know what's all going on.
1: Uh, somebody's somebody's got to know about Dennis Landing. We, we got to get more to we the bottom to of this.
0: We will. All right, wherever you are on this Fourth of July, if you really truly want to celebrate America, Merck. You deal with a great cup of coffee from Strange Brew Coffee House. Go to StrangeBrewCoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped to your door. And of course, when you support Strange Brew Coffee House, you are supporting the Bulldog Initiative. They are a Bulldog Initiative business. So when you want to support Mississippi State, go to Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Whatever it is, if it's something to wear, something for the car, something for your house, or just something for your tailgate. If it's maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet there in Flowood by the Half Shell. The state script revolution is upon us. Be one of the early members of the revolution. Get your state script polo from College Corner today. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. That's the place to go when you want to have a great meal, be it lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. They've got you covered at Restaurant Tyler. It's the best in town. When you want to do lunch, you know, lunch is the meal everybody's everybody's eating eating at Restaurant Tyler. You want to go get a blue plate, you want to eat good down home cooking, they've got you covered over there at Restaurant Tyler. It's the best in town. It's one of the best in the state. Don't miss out on it. Next time you're looking at thinking about lunch, head over to Restaurant Tyler. Sixteen Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. Stop by there and open an account that's going to pay dividends for you and your family in the future. When the time comes for you to think about a loan, you want to buy a new car, want to buy some buy a new house, do some remodeling, do something for your small business. You want to be able to talk to people you know, people from your community. You don't want to deal with a corporate bank and have to deal with people you've never talked to in your life. That's what the Priority One Bank is able to provide for you. If you're already a Priority One Bank customer, you know how great their app is. You do a lot more on that than just move around your money. It's a great app, and you already know that, like I said, if you're a Priority One Bank customer. So become one today. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Before we do anything else, uh, Robbie Falk, have you eaten today?
1: I ate a couple of cinnamon rolls, not my mother's. these were Pillsbury, but they were still very good,
0: but you got something on your stomach is what I'm saying. <clears throat> yes, very good, very good. We will proceed then with our show today uh and <clears throat> we uh, i did I did the research i did I went back and uh, so we'll, we'll go ahead and do this now. We have already done South Carolina. that was the team that you picked. We have done from the east Georgia. Florida and South Carolina. So I will give you a pick of Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, or Vanderbilt, or as I like to call it, a crap sampler. Yes. Who would you like to? Who would you like to pick today?
1: Uh
0: So who were they all again? Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Missouri, Tennessee.
1: Let's get. Did we not do Missouri?
0: We have not already? done Missouri. We have not done Missouri.
1: Uh, let's get. Uh, I'm always the opinion, get, them out, of the get way them out of the way as quickly as possible.
0: So be it. Missouri will be our team today. All right, but before we get to that, today I want to talk about, you know, every college football season has unsung heroes, guys that you, you come out of nowhere, or maybe that, not so much out of nowhere, but you're not talking about them in the summer, but by the fall they've become a big deal. You know, I think last year, you know, for Mississippi State, they certainly had guys like that. Uh, early on, I thought Simeon Price might be a guy like that. Now, he, his production sort of tailed off, but he had his moments early in the season. Xavion um, Thomas was a guy that I don't think we were, we were too much talking about, but he became a bigger piece for Mississippi State throughout the year. Stephen Lasoya would be a really good example offensively for Mississippi State. Nobody really talking about him in the summer, but then injury strikes and he has to step into the starting lineup and it becomes a big piece Mississippi State is there a player maybe I, I didn't say anybody defensively that we didn't talk about much last year but then by the end by the end of the 2022 season was was a big piece of what Mississippi State was doing
1: uh is a good question last year
0: like defensively I'm trying to, re- I'm trying to
1: remember what are what I'm trying to remember what we like who we were hyping up last year and who we weren't
0: mm-hmm. um we were definitely hyping up Tulu Griffin. We were hyping up Ra rah Thomas. Yeah. You know, the running backs. I mean, I, I felt like we were just sort of, you know, whatever happens, <clears throat> happens there. Defensively, maybe, you know, you know, were we a little low on, I don't know,
1: Jed Johnson? Jed
0: Johnson, Johnson might be a really good example. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Idea. I mean, yeah. M- most everyone kind of performed to our expectations. I feel like there wasn't a ton of guys that I'm sitting there going, wow, this guy came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now, JP. Purvis was a big surprise when he got his shot yeah,
0: his shot yeah
1: I, I was not expecting him, and I was kind of disappointed we didn't see more of him last year. Mm-hmm. So he could be a guy at least when he was able to get in the ball game um that kind of surprised other than that, I mean, everybody kind of was what we thought they would be,
0: okay. well, let's see what we think about this year's team and who are some guys that maybe we're not talking about right this second. My guy that I want to start with is a guy we've talked about a lot in the past, but now it feels like he's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle between transfers, between guys who've come in in the recruiting process. And that's Jaden Wally. Uh, Wally is a guy that, you know, we know what he can do. And I feel like he's got another level to give. But for whatever reason, these past couple, he has just not taken off from his true freshman year. His true freshman year, you would have thought this guy is going to be one of the best receivers in school history and one of the best receivers in the SEC. And it just hasn't worked out that way for him for whatever reason. But this being his final year at Mississippi State, I feel like the, the, the time is right for him to really take a step forward. You know, we've been talked so much about Freddie Roberson out there on that outside position. Obviously, we've talked a ton about Tulu Griffin, Xavion Thomas, Justin Robinson. And Wally, to me, has just kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit. But we know he's a very talented football player who's very capable of having a big year.
1: Yeah, he is. I mean, he's proven it. He did it as a, as a true freshman. And it's been a little bit of a surprise that he hadn't been able to kind of stack that. And it, I don't know if it's so much, you know, what he hadn't done as much as it is other guys kind of step him up, stepping up to the plate and performing well. But I'm very intrigued to see how he fits into this new new offense. Where do they put him? How do they utilize him? He's got a uh, kind of a unique skill set. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't compare him to Tula Griffin right, or a guy like that. And I don't think he's really, you know, truly an outside guy either. But I do think that he is a guy that has proven to, to be able to move the chains, to make plays after the catch. Um, you know, his, his hands have been pretty good for the most part. So You know, being a guy that's been in the system now for four years, and or this is a different system, but he's been within the program for four years, um, and having that experience, he should be able to help Mississippi State out this year.
0: You're definitely right about the position because I don't think he'll be in the slot any longer. He's, he's, I think he'll definitely be an outside receiver. It's kind of interesting that we, we we focused so much over the past year or so about Tulu Griffin. Like, he needs to be in the slot. He needs to be in the slot. And we never really said anything about Jaden Wally saying, I think he needs to be outside. But I feel like he's always been a better target to be outside than than, than being in the slot. And this is one of those simple little personnel moves that, I mean, Coach Haydad would have made, but they're, they're not paying me $4 million $5 million a year.
1: Yeah, and he can definitely play out there. He's just not like your prototypical. Like, I'm not looking at him and Justin Robinson in the same vein, you know. Right. Like, I, I do think that, you know, he could play on the outside. I'm just I'm really interested to see how he progresses in this offense. I think he's a guy that that could have a big senior season, and I, it would it would be nice to see that too because we were all really excited about him after that freshman year, and it just mm-hmm. hasn't been able to replicate that. But he's still been solid. I would like to see him go out with a with a bang this year.
0: Yeah. All right. Who's the who's a player for you that that nobody's talking about right now that you could see having a big season for Mississippi State?
1: Uh, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball and talk about John Lewis. I mean, we're not really discussing no. him very much. We're talking about Hookie Watson and Jet Johnson, rightfully so. But John Lewis, this is supposed to be his moment. This is supposed to be his time to get in there and kind of take over a spot. He's been playing behind Tyrus Weed. Uh, he's kind of been learning learning his way through and has dealt with some injuries too. If he's healthy that's a guy that was a four-star prospect coming out of high school. We were all excited about what we saw from him during his high school years at Germantown and now he's got a chance in year 3 to uh, really take that step. So that that's one of my guys that we're not really talking about right now that could really be uh, a standout this year.
0: Lewis's athleticism is what sort of sets him apart from Watson and Johnson. Johnson and Watson are your very typical I mean it, it, this isn't a a, a, sl- a slide at them, but they're very like '80s '90s linebackers, right? Yeah. Just downhill guys, plug up the middle, stop the run. You know, they can give you some 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 work in the passing game, but I just feel like they're very prototypical middle, you know, inside linebackers. And then you have Lewis, who you know, sort of the same way Tyrus Wheat was a season ago. His athleticism is what's going to set him apart, but he's even more of an athlete, I think. Tyrus Wheat was, it's just going to be a question of does he have the production and and the the week-in, week-out mentality that Tyrus Wheat does, for sure. He's a guy that, you know, Wally, I don't know that he's going to start this season. I definitely feel like, at least at the beginning, John Lewis is going to be out there on the field uh, on day one.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I I feel like, to me, he's kind of taken that step and been that clear-cut guy there at that position. Um, And I think you know, like with a guy like Ty Cooper, with 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 him moving to the offensive the side of the ball for uh, the the spring, mm-hmm. that's allowed him to separate even more. Yeah, I agree. So, I, and I don't know who else would really push for that spot.
0: Yeah, looking at this, you know, I pulled up a sort of a makeshift depth chart. By the way, guys, if you're ever looking for depth charts, and you know, they're, they're not 100 percent accurate, but our lads. A, I'm sorry, O-U-R lads.com has depth charts for every college team in the country. Again, they're not 100% accurate, but just to give you sort of what you're working with, they're great. That's a a good website, a good tool for you guys uh, if you're looking for that. But anyway, as I say, looking at this website, State has so many promising young linebackers on this roster. It really is something to see. I mean, between, you know, John Lewis is a guy who's probably going to start this year, but then you have Khalid Moore, Zachary Tillman, uh, Jave Gilmore. I, I Nick Martin Nick Mitchell has shown you some things at times. I mean there's some there's some big time players on this defense that they, they just got to get their opportunity. and you hit on something you know, we talked about that a lot last season was the lack of rotation on defense. This season, you feel like it's got to be more. It's got to have. They got to have more rotation because oh, there's so many seniors. They've got to get these young guys uh, some playing time. So yeah, I, I definitely I like the John Lewis pick a lot there. I think I think he he could potentially become an All SEC guy just as the athlete that he is. If he becomes if the athleticism becomes the football player, you know you've really got something there for Mississippi State. I'm going to stay on defense with my second pick, and I'm going to go into the secondary. And and quite honestly, Robbie. I could pick like five or six guys, right? Because somebody, you know, we, we aren't really talking about the, all these guys as much as we probably should. And and those those safety transfers, and, and maybe a guy like Kamari Rogers or a guy like DeCarlos Nicholson, they're going to be starters for Mississippi State. Maybe a guy like Asias Verge, who's been here for, for quite some time. The guy I'm going to pick, though, at least has had some SEC experience, and that's Jacoby Albert. I think he's going to take one of those starting safety positions and run with it. He's a guy that, I, you know, playing in a Mark Stoops defense, if if you're getting playing time for Mark Stoops on defense, that lets me know that you're a good player and that you're a hard-nosed player, that you're not going to just go out there and and get pushed around. So Albert is a guy for me that, you know, I I could see him becoming sort of what Mississippi State got out of Jackie Matthews a a season ago, but maybe just a little bit more um, thump would be the way to put it. I thought Jackie Matthews was great in coverage, and he would, he would, he would put himself into, into some tackling situations. I think Albert is going to be a little bit more of a physical player than Jackie Matthews was. And I just feel like he's the guy, you know, if you said of all these guys who are going to take over for the safeties, again, state replacing all three starting safeties, he's the guy that I think stands out the most to me here in the summer.
1: Yeah, no doubt. That, that is a guy that we we're just not talking about. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good pickup. And it would kind of surprise me if he's not, you know, one of the starting safeties at the end of the day. Um, It didn't really flash in the the spring to me, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really looking that hard either. So I'm not going to pretend to have been like, like, Locked in at that position, but mm-hmm. I think he's going to be um, battling it out with Corey Ellington. That should be good for Corey Ellington to have that um, that that guy in your room yeah. pushing you. So it should be. I mean, state safeties are talented, really talented. If you look at it across the board, there's a lot of guys in that in that safety room mm-hmm. in every single position. They got three of them that are really talented can get out there and, and make some plays. They just haven't had a lot of experience. You know, Sean Preston has. Marcus Banks was in and out last year. And he's a guy that I could argue that we're not talking a whole lot about that could show up as well. But you got some transfers in there. You got some younger guys. Jacoby Albert, they kind of need him to step in and be yeah. a dude back there.
0: I agree. I agree. What about you? You got another guy that, that stands out for you?
1: Um, what about Kevon Lee? Okay. You know, this is a guy that led Penn State in rushing two seasons. He's coming into a situation where it's a pretty good situation for Mississippi State. Whatever happens with Kevon Lee is just gravy for State because they have Jaquavius Marks, who has been a starter for three years, about to be four. And then you got Simeon Price who showed some good things. And you got Seth Davis who look, who appears to be a guy that could really do some good things for you. And then Pittman, who I think is going to be a um, kind of a quiet, consistent runner for state. Mm-hmm. But Kevon Lee is kind of getting lost in the shuffle there from what everything we've been talking about, just because he hasn't been here. When he gets into camp, it would not shock me at all. If he's immediately like pushed himself in the number two role, and at that point, if he can be comparable to Dylan Johnson or even better, you're in a great spot.
0: I think that the way it, it went down with Dylan Johnson, with all the 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 drama that was involved in his his his, his <clears throat> excuse me him entering the transfer portal and eventually leaving Mississippi State, especially right at the time that Mike Leach passed away. People sort of minimized his accomplishments here at Mississippi yeah. State. He was a key player for Mississippi State. He scored big touchdowns. He got good yards when he was given and when he was given a chance, when they when they fed him the ball, he was a really solid running back. And part of what made him and Mark special was the fact that you had both of them. And, you know, this is not going to be, and this offense, especially, I think, is not going to be one unless you just have an absolute out and out stud. That's where a guys going to get twenty five carries a game. You're going to have to split these carries up. So Lee is a very, a very good choice. I definitely think he'll be states uh, back. Although Marks has been a guy who's been a goal line back and been able to, you know, to put some some points on the board there. Lee strikes me as the, as your first option down there uh, in the red zone when you want to run the football. So yeah, I like Lee a lot. I think that's that's a really good pick. I'll, I'll throw one more at, out at you, and if you've got one more, you can certainly tell us who it is. But one thing State, you know, used to be known for was its punting game. It used to just year in, year out, you knew that they were going to have a, a good punter. And, you know, we've had they've had good punters over the past few years, but they haven't had that consistency. Just a guy that you know when the ball, basically since Logan Cook left, a guy that, you know, you just knew when the ball came off his foot, you were going to get a 45, 46-yard punt, and you were going to be in good shape. And, you know, so many teams in the SEC have had success with Australian punters that I'm looking forward to seeing if Keelan Crimmins can be a guy who comes out on day one and just grabs that job and then Mississippi State doesn't even worry about it for four years, that he's just the punter for the next four years at, at Mississippi State. Uh, I, I would like to see that happen for the Bulldogs. So that, that would be a big plus for them. Like I said, there's just been so much. You know, you think about Ole Miss, I forget that kid's name a few years ago they had, but it was an Australian guy, was really good for them. Obviously, a lot of us are going to remember Brad Wing, down at LSU, who was just a really – I mean, he was an All-American for LSU. These Australian kids, they, they, they've they got some, the knack for punting, whatever it is. And for Mississippi State to have consistency from from the punting game this year, I think would be very helpful to
1: them. Yeah, that's become such a huge position, being able to flip the field, change field position. Um, you know, the guys have the, – the punters these days, I mean – there's not going to be many people like Ray Guy, but he yeah. was definitely the exception to punters in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's not to diminish what punters did, but you're you're seeing punting kind of take a, a turn where it's never been mm-hmm. with the with the guys being able to punt it and down it at a specific spot. The way they the English they put on the ball, I mean, it's it's really an art at this point to be able to do it. And it gets compared a lot to golf and how you can shank a a golf ball. You know, it, it's it's really become kind of a science. And for Mississippi State, if you're able to get something like that, that can change the ball game for you. I think that's critical. It, it get a lot of times it gets kind of pushed to the side because you know people were like, yeah, it's just punters. Well, punters and kickers are just as much. In, as an important piece of the team as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you kind of ball it down, ball down to it, at the end of the day, you know, uh, the difference in a ball game could be a field goal or, you know, being able to down somebody at the one yard line instead of a touchback. Hunters are very important. State needs a good one.
0: I agree. Agree hundred percent. Is there anybody else that you wanted to bring up here or are you just, or you feel like we got a good group here?
1: But, you know, uh, there, a couple other guys, you know Deshawn Page. I thought that was a key returner for State. I think that he has um, a big opportunity this year, going to be a backup more than likely. But to be able to to take out one of State's starters and bring him in and bringing the JP Purvis, you don't feel like you're losing a whole lot. I think that's that's critical. Jordan Davis. We're not talking about Jordan Davis. I thought just,
0: about him. I thought about well him.
1: it's just he can't stay healthy. that's been a big problem yeah, but if he can get healthy this year, and when we said that last year too, we just keep waiting for him to kind of explode. Um, Trevion Williams this is going to be his first chance to really get some snaps kind of sliding under the radar still. but that's a guy that when I look at Travion Williams, I look at all these guys that are going to the NFL. In the past 10 years from Mississippi State, and I put him in the same category from a physicality standpoint, from a measurable standpoint. He looks like an NFL guy. It, can he put it together on the field? I think he will. But this could be kind of the introduction of Travion Williams this year. Yeah. You know, Jordan Mosley is another guy. There's a lot of guys that we're not talking about.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like there's been so much focus on Will Rogers, not that there shouldn't be. But, you know, with the, the change of offense, I've been so much to talk about him. And then defensively, and this was pointed out to me by one of our good friends, Brooks Roberts, and I, I told him I'd make a point the next time we do a, a national interview to talk to somebody. But it just feels like nobody's talking about state defensively this year at all for, for whatever reason. This is a team that brings back a ton of production defensively. And, and, you know, they bring back a ton of starters, the top two tacklers in the SEC returning. And yet nobody's, nobody brings it up for, for whatever reason. So. You know, Mississippi State is always going to be a team where where guys fly under the radar. Unless they have just an absolute superstar, then those guys aren't ever going to be the front page of of the newspaper or the website or whatever. But there's definitely some talent on this team, and this team has got a little more depth than I think even they had a season ago. But again, going back to what we talked about, they've got to be more, more rotational this year. I don't know if that's that's a word or not, but we've got to be able to get guys in and out at, at a greater pace because again, for next year, you got to get these guys ready now when you have that opportunity. So be interested to see. And and the, the best part about this, Robbie, is this somebody we haven't mentioned at all today will make a will make a statement this year and and do something that 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 catches our eye. There's no question about that. It happens almost every season. Yep. I mean, I guarantee if we had done this show last year, nobody would have brought up JP Purvis.
1: Right, but and I and still don't understand why he didn't get more time. I, I thought yeah. he it was very at the time he was in there. He was very good. I I yeah. didn't even notice a drop off.
0: I agree. I agree. So all right, let's move into our SEC predictions. This is brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. If you're firing up the grill on the Fourth of July or any other day this season, this grilling season, make sure that red meat is on the menu. Your family will thank you. Because not only are you providing a delicious meal, but it's a nutritious one. Beef is packed with vitamins and minerals and protein, things that a growing boy like me and Robbie need. So this summer, when you're firing up the grill, throw some red meat on there. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's just so good. Every time you're there, you know you're getting the great experience, great people there, great food. Sit out on the patio, enjoy a cold drink. In Robbie's case, a nice cold sweet tea. And then some fantastic no lemon. food. No lemon. No, 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 no lemon. And some fantastic food, tacos, sandwiches, wings, whatever it is you're looking for. It's so much more than just barbecue. It's smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you, but they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. When you need technology for your business, copiers, printers, computers, laptops, give them a call at Advantage Business Systems, and then if you need service, call them back. Talk to the people who made you the sale. Don't have to worry about call centers. Don't have to worry about out-of-state technicians. All of it's done right here in the state of Mississippi, just like you. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192, 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. They're not open today, but starting tomorrow at Dolce, the Thunder and Lightning exclusive. The exclusive, Robbie. Really, I really want to stress that. The Coffee Toffee Milkshake. It's got everything you want. It's sweet. It's got that kick of the espresso shot. It'll get you through the afternoon, and it'll make you feel good. So you're going to get a little boost and a little a little sweet treat all in one with the awesome Coffee Toffee Milkshake, available only at Dolce and available only to listeners of this podcast. Now, you're asking yourself, what if I tell somebody who isn't a listener? Well, they're going to think they're a listener at that point. So it's just as good. And At that point, they probably should start listening. And if they aren't listening, why not? Why aren't they listening? What's the problem? What, you don't like? You've got a problem with us? You got a problem with me and Robbie? Oh, you want a piece of us? Is that what you're trying to say? I say all that to say this. Go you get think your you're coffee. better than me? I know. Go get you a coffee toffee milkshake at Dolce 509 University Drive. All right. The Missouri Tigers. The most Yay. boring team in the SEC. Literally could not care less about the Missouri Tigers. Eli Drinkwitz, um, has not been super impressive coming to Missouri. Uh, I will give him this. If you if you follow recruiting, Missouri has been on a little bit of a heater lately. They've been getting some some quality players in, so maybe that program is going in the right direction. I don't know the answer to that, but I know that this year I'm not expecting much from the Missouri Tigers. So let's just dive right in. Like we said, uh, a season ago, uh, what seven, six and seven uh from, from last year. I mean, they, like I said, they just weren't. They just they just weren't great.
1: There's no other way to put it.
0: So let's see what they let's let's see what this year's going to bring us. They start the season off early. What day is August 31st?
1: I swear we've done them.
0: We haven't. I mean, I went back and listened to to all our shows. We did. We have done Florida, South Carolina, and Georgia, and we've done Arkansas, Auburn, and Alabama.
1: Maybe I just dreaded it in my sleep.
0: (laughs) It's possible. All right, Missouri, South Dakota on August 31st. I was looking that up. What, what, what day of the week is that? That's a Thursday. So they start off on a Thursday night with South Dakota, yeah, they'll win. Ugh. Middle Tennessee, hey, we're off to a 2-0 start here from Missouri. We're off, to, we're off and running, Robbie. Calm down. It's going to be okay.
1: Incredibly boring, but. Yeah.
0: And then they get a home game against Kansas State, who last year – Absolutely pulverized them in Manhattan. I don't think we realized at that time how good that Kansas State team was going to end up being. You know, the eventual uh, Big Twelve champions. I I would take the the Wildcats to win that one again uh, in in Columbia.
1: Yeah, I think I made the mistake last year. I think I picked Missouri in this game, and I, I think, think this did. was I think this was like a like one of the non conference games that we. Picked differently, and you got the win on. That might
0: have been one where, of course, it didn't matter by the end of the season.
1: Right, you know. Kansas State is it's a good program going in a good direction right now. Missouri's just kind of. Eh.
0: I feel like Chris Kleinman is a guy who would do really well at a big program, but they're but like a big program's fans would be so mad. They'd be like, "This guy's so boring. He's not, he's not you know." And then he, you look up in two years, and he's winning eleven games.
1: Chris Kleiman's doing what they thought Drinkwitz would do. Yeah. Because, you know, Drinkwitz came point, yeah. from App State, App State right? Yeah. And Kleiman came from North Dakota State. Right. They were both, I mean, App State, obviously, bigger level, but both mm-hmm. of them were kind of the same way. Like they were just successful. The difference
0: is Kleiman had been successful for like six, seven years. Drinkwitz yes. had one year as the head
1: coach. Drinkwitz basically won with. The other coaches, I forget who was there before him, but um, Satterfield. It was Satterfield, mm-hmm. and so they were thinking, like, "Oh, look, this is the where you the next go guy, yeah, to absolutely. get to the next to get to the Power Five, whatever." Yeah. So, Kleiman, I think, has shown the ability at two different spots to kind of build a program, be successful, and this is not an easy place to win. Remember, you know, mm-hmm. Snyder was there forever and then left, and then came back, and Ron he was like Prince the only guy work out there. He was like the only guy that did it. Mm-hmm. So for climbing to do that, and he came to Mississippi State and beat State. Yeah. I, I'm I feel much better about his program than I do. All right, we'll, we'll have the
0: Tigers at two and one. This is an interesting game here, Robbie. Their next one, they're at Memphis. Now you and I both know strange things can happen in the Liberty
1: Bowl. Well, it says it says it's at St. Louis, Missouri, at the Dome at oh. America's Center. Is it a neutral, so a neutral, neutral site? Oh goodness!
0: Well, hold on a second.
1: What is the Dome at America's Center?
0: That's where Who the plays Rams there. That's where the Rams used to play. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. I looking at the looking at it on the Google. It just had Memphis as the bottom team, which means they should be the home team. But no, this is a a neutral site game in St. Louis, Missouri. All right, so that changes my my thought. My first thought was like I might go upset here, but if it's in the state of Missouri, I'll take Missouri to win.
1: What what goes on in that building now?
0: I mean, I would imagine some, you
1: know,
0: when when an NFL team ups and up and leaves, you just got to make do with what you got, I guess.
1: Yeah, because that, I mean, that's a huge law. I don't know if, I didn't even know they were playing games there.
0: Yeah, it's still, I, mean, I guess
1: it's XFL games. I think is what it says. The, oh yeah, the battle, the, the Hawks battle play there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That makes yep. sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: I don't. I mean, I'm probably gonna go Missouri here. Yeah, I think they're gonna be more talented.
0: If this game Mem- was not Memphis, I, you could have talked me into. Yeah. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, to Memphis winning it, but as it is, yeah, we'll go with a, uh, we'll go with the Missouri Tigers there. All right. Yeah. All Three and one. 3-1, and one, and then on the road to Vanderbilt. They beat Vanderbilt Ooh. a season ago. This is a really important game for Vanderbilt this year. I'm going to go with the Commodores.
1: This is like a turning point game for both teams. Um, Yeah, I mean, like Vanderbilt still not great, and quite frankly, Missouri's recruited better than them, but I thought that they took a, a big step last year. We've talked about it before, even though that they had they didn't have like a great record. You know, they they beat Kentucky, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to say it was a close game last year in Columbia. I'm going, I'm going, Vandy. It was seventeen yeah. fourteen last year.
0: Yeah, that was a game. And if Vandy had won that game, they'd have gone to a bowl. But there you go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going
1: Vandy.
0: We're gonna go three and three when they play on October seventh and take on LSU.
1: They're going to go three and four when they lose
0: to Kentucky. Ooh, so you're going to take them take them against Kentucky. I'll Take
1: Kentucky there. Yeah. Three and four.
0: Three and five?
1: Against South Carolina. You know, the weird thing about Drinkwits is they they always seem to like just be okay. Like they don't just suck. And they always find a team that they just kind of they just screw their season up. Is it going to be South Carolina that they screw up, or is it going to be like are they? Are we going to go off the wall and say they they somehow beat Tennessee or Arkansas?
0: Ooh, I don't know about that. Well, they could beat Arkansas, and it would be super surprising. I don't. I don't have super high expectations for Arkansas. Tennessee in Fayetteville. Though. In. It is in Fayetteville. I grant agree, I agree. you. I mean, they beat them last year, though. They beat them in, in Columbia.
1: That's true. That was kind of. Mm-hmm. I guess that was the game where they kind of ruined. You know, they did that in Florida like a couple of years mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so are we? Um, they beat South Carolina. Or? They. I, they beat South Carolina last year. They did.
0: And this one's in Missouri. Mm. What do you say?
1: I think I said I can't I might have said that Missouri won this game when I did South Carolina. I always hate contradicting myself.
0: Yeah. It's tough.
1: Just for the just for the sake of this podcast, let's I'm gonna go I'm gonna say that they beat South Carolina. Wow. Okay. I'm they beat gonna- them last year. They returned a lot of the same players yeah. playing at home. I, I'm gonna go with Missouri here.
0: Okay. I'm gonna take South Carolina here. I just feel like they're a little bit better. But I will say this. If I'm right, Robbie, they're they're already three and uh three and five. And then they're gonna be three and six because they're playing Georgia. Oh and then they're gonna be three and seven because they're playing Tennessee. Eh. So I've got them on a really bad losing streak here in the middle of the season. I assume you would go Georgia and Tennessee as well. Yeah. All right. So you've got them four. You've got them four and six. I've got them three and seven with two games to go here. The last two are Florida at home and at Arkansas.
1: Gosh. I'm, not, I, I, got them I'm three and nine. Are they? I'm almost po- positive. I I picked them to beat Florida because remember we were talking about yeah. like Florida might be kind of trending down at this point. I I think they can win that game, but I think they lose at Arkansas. So. I've got him with, what, five wins? Yeah. You got him
0: fi- you're going to have him five and seven. I think I'll have them beat Florida as well and go four and eight. I mean oh, – He's getting fired. You fire him. You got to. Yeah, he's getting fired. They just gave him a raise. They just gave him a I know. They've- God, they're so stupid. Why do people do that? Why do people athletic directors bid against themselves? Nobody was looking to come steal Eli Drinkwitz away from you.
1: Here's what his records will be if 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 I'm correct, he has five wins: five and five, six and seven, six and seven, five and seven. Yeah, you got to go at that point. You're not doing anything. And he's zero and two in bowl games. Yeah. Did they play that? Well, Did they play in 2020? I don't think they played a bowl game that year. Okay. By the way, Eli Drinkwitz looks just like Charlie Winfield. That. <laughs> I mean, I hate to put that on Charlie. <laughs> Rented at birth. That's so. But funny. they do. They do. They do. They look, look a lot alike. like. Right. I like Charlie a lot more.
0: Five and seven for Robbie. Four and eight for me. That's tough. Yeah, he's getting fired. If that's if we're right. Uh, no Arkansas, no Auburn, no Alabama. So, L- and no Ole Miss, no State. So LSU or A and M next week. A and M. We'll talk about the fighting Texas Aggies next week on the podcast. All right. Mm-hmm. We're talking, uh, Ooh. calm down there. <laughs> I got a friend, old Robbie, the good Aggie. Whoop. Whoop. Uh, tomorrow we're taking the day off as we're going to be, uh, out for the 4th of July. So back on Thursday, we'll do opponent preview on that day. We'll talk about the Auburn Tigers. Uh, we'll talk some more football, maybe some more baseball recruiting state with a junior college, uh, commitment last night, uh, for uh for baseball, but I'll just be totally honest with you, I'm not. It's not worth talking about, in my opinion. So we'll move on from that. And I, <laughs> by the way, I just I just set that kid up to be an all-American, just right there. That's yes, what I congratulations. Did. When he wins, when he wins the Golden Spikes next year, y'all all come back to me and say that yeah, you did that, Brian. Not Lamone, it's not Parker. Brian Haydad made that. out. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Have a great Fourth of July, for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Ryan on Super Talk.